0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't know, so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all this week we got the marlins winning a series and getting rid of that losing streak the panthers make a trade that shakes up the rest of the nhl and we bring you the rest of the week in sports it's time to take a ride y'all let's go up, my boy? What it is, so? Nice to see you again, my dog.
1: Ah, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while, bro. It's been a little minute. Couple, a couple of days. <laughs>
0: right? And we've been busy. We have been. You know, we've been working hard uh, behind the scenes, of course. And um, we got a lot of interesting things in the works, right? A lot of cool things we've done so far. We gave the guys a little bit of a preview on that. But um, besides all that, how you doing? How was the weekend? I saw you were enjoying some leisure time. That was... Uh,
1: yeah, dog. I mean, the no weekend, no golf. Wow. Didn't golf a lick. I haven't golfed in like 10 days. I feel like I sound like an addict. You know, like I haven't had a <laughs> Hello, drink. my name I haven't is Joel. Tra- I haven't had a drop of alcohol in 10 days. You know what I mean? Like you would keep track of that. <laughs> yeah. I haven't golfed in 10 days. Um I'm golfing tomorrow. There you go. Um, but yeah, just just low key. Hung out. Went to the beach this weekend. That was dope. Nope. Got shit done around the crib. Uh, all that good stuff, man. Finishing up projects. We got the 365 video yes. officially out. So make sure you go check that out. Game of the week. What a banger that was. Prime yeah.
0: time outlaws. Uh, bombs over back that them boys put on a
1: show yeah and i'm sorry it took a little bit longer than, than normal on that one we just had some issues with memory and with some technical difficulties we will save you guys and spare you the details right but we got it done yeah. i think the video is on par with the rest of the series that we've done you know with looks the amazing Night lights bro. i think we're getting it down we're figuring out the right formula um and they're just entertaining you know what i mean 25 minutes or less keep you engaged keep you entertained i think You calling the games makes the videos that much better. The fact that we have play-by-play, you know all the players, you know what's going on, it just adds to it. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please make sure... Go do that.
0: Absolutely. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscription button because that's what makes it more available to you guys out there. And uh, we're obviously getting a good response. We got a championship game that we're going to be bringing you pretty soon from the Thursday Night League at 365. That's going to be amazing.
1: And we just had the other project that we just got wrapped up with. Yes. Uh, Shout out to Francesco Ricci. Big dog, Frank. uh, BKFC, the current champ for the middleweight. Correct. Not the welterweight. No. uh, Asshole hey man i'm sorry i just i, I had <laughs> shout to. out to my boy I frank man but shout out to frank man that was a hell of an interview i can't wait for you guys to check that out yeah and,
0: and shout out to the delray beach boxing club too man they hooked us up with a beautiful beautiful venue that place um, is
1: super dope
0: really yo. nice right for and, and it's it's really like i don't want to say quaint but it gives you that small gym that hardcore gym right where you're like you know you're in a good spot and it has a I mean, good vibe.
1: It, it does have those feels, you know what I mean? Like, it's a community gym, right? right? People that, like, are actually in that community. We saw
0: a bunch of little kids training
1: there, bro. A lot, a lot of guys, and and um, the dopest thing was the bar that they had up front. So, like, Yo. the first thing you walk through is, like, an actual bar, like, cheers. Like, right. you just see a bunch of characters hanging out after a session, but then there's a huge glass behind the bartender, Yep. and there's just the gym. That's the training gym. They have the ring in there. They have the, the heavy bags, the speed bags. They have everything, in, and then all the way in the back, they have an actual weightlifting gym, you know what I mean, with all Correct. the equipment the treadmills all the cardio equipment dumbbells i mean I, I you know i haven't been in many training gyms and whatnot i don't know what the standard is but delray beach boxing uh, club it's definitely the standard from now on
0: absolutely, absolutely man and shout out to justin too holding the mitts for frank uh cool dude yeah. hooked us up with his time and um we had a great time out there the interview is going to be great i can't wait for you guys to see it um but of course You'll only see it if you subscribe to us on YouTube. We, so you, you know what to
1: do. We come back, it all comes back, It right all back. circles back, baby. Yeah, sir. But yeah, we've been busy, dog. We've been yeah. busy. I mean, the world don't do. stop. Nope. There's been a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Yep. Um in sports. And I can't wait to get into it, dog. Yeah, man. Let's
0: jump right into it with the Marlins. Um, we, we saw that they had a a real bad
1: losing we streak, right? Struggle there, man. Struggle right around bad. the all-star break.
0: Right, coming right. Like, and and we what we had talked about on the last episode was like how they didn't. Take advantage of the momentum they had when they were driving up to that 500 record, right? And how it fell apart. We ended up losing like what four or five games, four games in a row, uh, 38 inning uh, scoreless streak. Like it was really bad. Yeah, you know? we
1: just couldn't get any hits.
0: And for for all the things that people want to point at and say, well, you know, we're missing Jazz, we're missing this player. Max Meyer got hurt. Well, that was all. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah, question, so you, a lot was happening, but. You know, in, in in baseball, those injuries tend to happen to all the teams, right? Rarely do you get that that season from a baseball team where five, six, seven out of their major players are playing every single game. Like we talked about it the other day, there was three guys who have played more than eighty games, right? And one of them was Gary Cooper. You know, um, that's consistent, right? So it's, it's, it's not that it's just a lack of plain old timely hitting with the Marlins. You know, um, I put a post on the Instagram the other day of John Carlos at the all-star game, you know, he hit the game, winning home run, whatever, whatever. And, what could have been. That was the post, right? Because he was uh, obviously down here with Christian Yelich and JT Real Muto. We had a really good squad, a young squad.
1: Yeah, Real uh, Muto's with the Phillies now. John Carlos obviously with the Yankees. Yelich right. is with the Brewers. Correct. Is he still with the Brewers? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's still with the Brewers. Um, What was that other dude that we had, too? Infielder. The
1: mm-hmm. one that... D. Gordon. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, we had a good squad. And, and they broke it up, you know. Uh, Jose's untimely death. Really laid into that and then like the marlins never bounced back from that with with this team we kind of i kind of feel like they're starting to get it together but they're just on so opposite ends right you got one half of the team where the pitching is really good it can stand on its own it's not the greatest right but it's good enough it'll get you by and then you look at the hitting that we have and it's just like really lackluster you know at this point in the season it's, it's 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 it is it is what it is. You know, it's hard to sugarcoat what's happening with the Marnins. And it's just lackluster. What's going on with the with the batsman?
1: Yeah. No, we yeah. we 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 caught a little stride there. You know, we were doing okay in the month of June. Uh had, you know, took some big series there, had some good wins and we were inching back closer and closer to five hundred and then in the last three weeks it's all just completely falling apart. It's just um, not enough
0: consistency, bro. It's not look at look at this example, right? Those four games that we've lost straight. We we didn't we put up one run and then that first game against Philadelphia uh, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh might I add where the Marlins aren't even a great road team they're twenty three and twenty seven yeah
1: but is. Pittsburgh's not a great team overall they're not a
0: great team overall and then we go up and we put eight runs on them and we win that game eight to one turn around lose the next game one to zero and then waste uh, Alcantara another great performance by him and we end up winning that game six five in ten innings. Not not the way that you wanna be winning games. No. Yeah, it's it's scrappy and it's it's good to get a win every time you get a win, especially for a team like this. But we need more. I know? think we're missing leadership, so
1: who's the leader in that in Ish. that dugout?
0: Well, let's look at the contenders, right? For the, for that rule. Um Jazz. Jazz, the go Rojas, right?
1: Rojas is he a leader in that clubhouse? Maybe, maybe he's, he's been here the longest. Yeah, right? I can see that. He's been here but the is longest. he a leader to like actually go out there and lead by example type? Like that's the type that we need, bro. Is somebody that goes out there and leads by like, hey, bro, I'm going to get it done. We need to get we need a hit right here. I'm going to get that hit right here. We need yeah. to get we need a single. We need a double. Whatever it is, I'm going to go out there and get it. Yeah. Nah, I don't think we have that. We don't got that right
0: now. I don't think we have that. So and, where do we find that? Is and, that and somebody that
1: we bring up? Kind of like because when I think of somebody like that, I think of Jose. Mm. Right, Jose was that. He came up and then, like little by little, like you know, he started winning games. He started, he started like playing up, playing big, hitting jacks as a pitcher, and then everybody was like, "Man, this guy, you know, he's just having fun." And then everybody looked up to that, right? Then that kind of people fed off that energy, having fun but playing well and being competitive. We we don't really have a guy like that right now.
0: No, because Jose was a special energy, right? And and that's kind of like what we see with Jazz. Right. Where he has that flair, that, that energy, that vibe where you look at him and you're like, yo, this guy's having fun. He brings his teammates up. He's never going to bring the, t- the clubhouse down. You know, just an overall fun guy who's playing well and helps us win because at the beginning of the season, Jazz was pretty much carrying this team. Yeah. Right. Like it was only him hitting. It was only him pretty much leading the entire team in all categories for like the first 12 weeks, uh, the first like, you know, two months of the season.
1: He's an all star for a reason. He's been hurt for the last. Month and a half, two months, and we got some bad news that he just got put on the sixty day.
0: I saw that too, yeah. I oh, and um, that shit kills us. It kills us because that's one of the guys that I would look at to be one of the leaders. Not necessarily yeah, that he, he's not a leader right now. He probably is. In I, the I would clubhouse. I would
1: consider him the closest thing to right? that right now because he has been here for you know a couple of years now. He he fought for his position. You know what I mean. He he earned it. He outplayed somebody to get there, and then not only did he get there, but then. He did. He delivered. He did what he needed to do to to get to this All Star status. You know what I mean. You don't right. you don't just get there by being you know having a nice smile and being swaggy. Like you got to play at the end of the day. You know, just a, you're not True. just a fan favorite. And yeah, man, I think you know we can attribute the recent you know woes that we've had because of the fact that we haven't had them. And if we're not gonna have them moving forward, then what does the rest of our season look like? And what's what's the expectation for the rest of the season? I don't I don't think playoffs is that. By any means. No, it's point. not playoffs. You I- asked me this question three weeks ago. I, th- I think there's still a chance. Right. Today, here we're sitting July 25th. I, I don't think the Marlins make the playoffs this year. So with that said, what is our plan for the rest of the season and the games that we have left over?
0: Here's two things that you want to see for the rest of the season, right? First and foremost, you want to see the pitching take a step. In the right direction, meaning you get a guy like six to a couple of starts, right? You bring back um, Pablo Lopez and get him some starts before the season is over, right? You kind of make sure that your pitching staff is set, right, and also good enough that you can move forward and, and not have to pay attention to them in the offseason so much, right? Maybe fill in a couple of spots, maybe a closer or something like that, a relief pitcher in, that, in those terms. We need it. The second thing would be is figuring out who you want to keep and who you want to get rid of. That's a young player, right? Because for as much as the Marlins are really good at developing talent, we have so much talent in the minors that we don't get a chance to see it. Because we're holding on to certain players because they have certain contracts or they're a veteran, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, And I can give you like three examples off the top of my head. Um, Aguilar, right? He's starting to get up there in age. A, a real productive player for us, but he hasn't been the same since we got him. No. Right? So that's a guy that you're like, okay, maybe he doesn't fit the long-term plan here. Um Joey Wendell, another old guy. Uh Miguel Rojas, somebody that we talked about, another older guy. I'd rather see a 25-year-old stud, 22-year-old kid coming up that's playing really good double-A AA ball, triple-A ball. And have them take that opportunity. We need to figure out what are the areas. Because we know that we're not a playoff team. But we need to know what we need to address. Whether it's immediately in trades. Right? Where we trade a player, whatever, whatever. To get that for the future. Or or just for future sense. where Whether it's not drafting because we just passed the draft. Right? And I'm sure we explored those parts. Um, we p- picked up a pitcher too. You know what I mean? So, like, there's things that they're targeting as far as young players go. We know that 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 second base position is set, right? Jazz is there. He's going to do that thing. First base, who's there? Uh, You got Garrett Cooper. How long is he there for? Um, You got Jesus Aguilar. How long is he there for? You got a lot of questions for players down the road. Now, we saw a guy like Brian De La Cruz who gets those opportunities to play every now and then, and he's done the most that he can with it now that doesn't necessarily mean that he's hitting amazingly but look he just won another game for us another walk pretty much another walk off home run where he hits the home run puts us up and it's like all right this is what's giving us a spark to win games
1: that's what we need more of
0: that's what we need more of you know what i mean but you don't you don't know if you have that unless you play him.
1: That's what we need. We need them to just, at this point, all right, forget the rotation we had. That's great. And for the most part, we can kind of, you know, work around that. But now let's start plugging in these guys more regularly than we normally would. Like, what do we have to lose at this point? We're not going to make it to the playoffs, right? Right. But I don't think it's
0: a matter of, like, what do we have to lose? Because you have to remember, at some point, you are paying these guys, right? And, And salaries matter. You know, if you're paying a guy X amount of dollars, you just don't throw him on the bench to see a young kid go up there and struggle. Right. It has to be a person that has yeah, a, but, but,
1: but who's our highest paid player Or most highest profile player right now I mean it would be Soler I would think Has the most lucrative contract on the on the Marlins Possibly Let me okay. look it up well, you, you, Solaire's solid enough where it's like, well, we can use you in there. But all these other question marks around, you know, the infield and, and, and the outfield, I mean, it's like we don't have anything to lose. Let's throw a couple guys in here. Maybe not swap out everybody in it entirely, but give De La Cruz some more play time. Bring up some guys, you know, you know, at the end, before the end of the year. And you know what? Give them their first introduction to an MOB game that isn't going to do anything for us, really. But maybe True. it's something that we find that spark that we need for next season.
0: No, for sure and and I understand that and and that's probably ultimately the end game, right? What are we doing here as far as um what are we doing here as far as the future goes? The future being next year and the year after that, immediate future, not 5 years down the road, right? right? Where we're looking at something right now. Um you you mentioned like the salaries. Who's making the most money on the team right now in 2022? Take a guess if you had to guess. Jazz and what do you think his number is?
1: Probably like 15 mil a year. Wrong. Uh
0: jazz. Hold on. I can't even find him on the list.
1: Damn. That low,
0: huh? Yeah, he's just uh, he's he hasn't cheap. gotten
1: the big the big deal yet, huh? It's cheap. Cheap, cheap, cheap. So who's the highest paid?
0: Highest paid right now, seven point
1: three is uh, Jesus uh mm, He's making more money than Soler. Yeah. And then we got must have got a good Oh, deal. I'm sorry.
0: Solaire's making twelve. Okay. So Leo's making twelve. As Garcia's making twelve. No, Avi Sail. twelve. That's a lot. And what has he done? Not a lot. Not enough to make that, Money. Not enough. In my opinion. He's been a bust. In my opinion. You know, and then like and even for the following that guy, that year. That guy
1: strikes out so much, bro. That guy's been the biggest bust. For 12 million a year, bro,
0: and he signed to 2025. That's
1: that's the immediate one right there. Get rid of that guy, you're out, Bob. Done. And everybody, and and look, and and everybody else, we haven't mentioned his name once this year on the show, we haven't at all, and until right now, and in this light, and in this worst way. (laughs) In this
0: worst way, um, yeah, man, like those are the things that we we were talking about. Who are the targets? Because Sandy's making a jump next year, a huge jump, he's making six million dollars. 2023 and then should 2024 be, you should, be making nine. More. should be making more. So we're got to take advantage of this. You know what I mean? And you got to really in, investigate where you're going to put your money because we know that the Marlins are able to spend money. We know that they're able to spend money. It's just how smart are they when they're spending the money? You know what I mean? But um, let's see. You know, it was just nice to see that we have good caliber players, right? We mm-hmm. saw Sandy at the all-star game. Um, we saw him mm-hmm. get to pitch. He did his thing. Uh, we also saw... Uh, another Hylia native go out there and pitch for the New York Yankees um, even though I'm not a Yankees fan I gotta shout this guy out man Nestor Cortez man
1: uh, a legend uh, yeah. down here that was super dope just, a to, legend. Hear, just to hear him talking you know when they were asking him what's Hylia like oh. he's like oh, it's, it's like no place else on earth <laughs> and <laughs> he, he wasn't lying yeah he, he was not lying
0: he wasn't lying you can literally find whatever it is you're looking for anything Anything in Hialeah. I got a guy. And and what, what I really loved is that, like, he always reps his hometown. He's always repping Hialeah. He's always, you know, giving back to his community um, and really being a, a mentor uh, to not only his peers, but, like, the people, uh, the youth who look up to him, you know? Because what he does encourages other people who are in a position to do things to actually go out there and make a difference, you know, when they look at their homeboy or somebody that they played, um, at HAA and say, damn, this guy's making it. Look what he's doing, giving back and just putting Hialeah in a good light. Man, it's really dope to see. And then again, of course, shouting out, you know, your peoples, the Cuban people with his amazing glove, which nah, looks sick. sick, 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 sick. Um, it was dope, man. It was really dope. It was really dope to see. Um, you enjoyed, and
1: the, you enjoyed the all-star game. It was nice. I,
0: I, I like the fact that the, um, Soto won the home run derby. You know, that, shout man. out to my Dominicans, you know. Don't forget y'all. Um, but and
1: the other kid too was a beast, Rodriguez. A beast, like his, and he's young, dog.
0: He's like so he was heard, the
1: first one up. He put up thirty-two. He jacked up thirty-two. Let
0: me tell you I how like, much energy nobody. you gotta have, dog, to hit thirty-two home runs. People think that shit is easy. It's probably the hardest thing to he, do in sports. He was like.
1: making it look so easy, bro. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just inc- oh yeah, talent. Yeah, talent. That's you know? raw. That's raw, raw talent. Um, but to pivot back to the Marlins, you know, hopefully they can continue to win on this road trip that they got coming up that we've talked about before. You know, okay. they had the three games against Pittsburgh. They got another series coming up against Cincinnati um, starting tonight. Actually, right now that at the time that we're recording. Um, let's see. Let's see what happens. We got my dog T-Raw. Where's his ball? Hey, right? he's right. right here. We got T-Raw going tonight. And then um, let's see. What? We got four games. Yeesh. Four games against Cincinnati and then followed up by another three game homestand versus the hated, hated New York Mets.
1: Oh, we might have to go to one of those games.
0: Sandy pitching Friday night, the 29th.
1: Uh, that's this Friday, actually. Yes. That's this Friday. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. All right. We'll talk. But real quick, we'll have your people contact my people. Before we wrap up on the Marlins, just quick Max Meyer update the other day. Yes. Uh, He pitched in a game against, I think it was against the Pirates in that series, and he got pulled in the first inning. Left something weird. Something happened. Do you have any update? Any other kind of insight? I don't have anything,
0: like, as far as reporting wise. You know, I was. Trying to listen to as much news that I can with with the Marlins, and I didn't get a sense of like when they are expecting back. Right now, they just put him on the fifteen day DL, um, which means that they're not sure. They're taking a wait and see approach because usually, if if it wasn't why he was pitching or like making a motion, it's it's tough to throw him out there again and say give it a go and go rep, you know, full hundred percent. I'm thinking they're going to be a little bit cautious. A lot of the talk that I heard was that they were really shopping him in front of Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh loves young pitching. Um, The Marlins are always open to trading young pitching, right, to get players in exchange. And um, they really wanted him to have a good showing out there. Didn't work out that way. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be cautious with him. I I, I expect we won't see him for a month.
1: Damn. All right. All right. Well, we'll see if we go to the game on Friday, man. We'll, yeah, We'll, man. we'll see what, what our calendar looks like. I know we got a we got busy. like no space on this calendar. It's Busy.
0: The calendar right now is busy. The planner is busy. But yeah. um, we'll find time. We'll find time. Um, let's let's pivot over to the Panthers, bro. A lot of pivoting this episode. I like it. Yeah, man. Pivot. <laughs> if you know, you if you know, you know.
1: Are you pivoting? <laughs> oh man, uh, dude, Panthers. I mean, what a season. trade.
0: What a freaking trade. Let me just say this first, right, before we dive deep into the Panthers. Go for it. This dude, Bill Zito, is trying to be, for real, for real, the Pat Riley of Sunrise.
1: Yeah, the Don Jr. The Don Jr. Or like, or
0: the- he's he's Michael. He's learning from, you know, the godfather. Yeah. He's Michael. Because ever since he's taken this position, he's just been focused on one thing. And it's making the team better. Every single year, by any means necessary. And we just saw it. You know, he traded away one of the biggest. Two, two. Biggest. No, no, but one of the biggest fan favorites that the Panthers have had in a real, real long time. And he gets rid of Jonathan Huberto. And Mackenzie Wieger, an, an amazing defenseman. An amazing defenseman. With another prospect Cole uh, Schmidt And the 2025 first round pick for Matthew Kachuk. From the Calgary Frames. Now, that last name, if you've played NHL 96, 95 on the Sega or like Super Nintendo, you know that last name. That is Keith Kachuk's son. Um, He has two sons. So they both play in the NHL. And obviously, that bloodline just comes from like a super high pedigree of hockey, right? Like that family eats, sleeps, and breathes hockey.
1: Okay, you're schooling me right now. I didn't know any of this. Yeah,
0: this guy's a legend. He used to play for the Blues. He won a Stanley Cup before. Very very legend type hollow player uh type player Keith Kachuk man um look him up while, while I talk about his son Matthew Kachuk everything that I've read about him everything I've heard about him it, it seems that he's the missing piece when it comes to this Panthers team and and it's kind of messed up to say that when we talk about what we gave up right we gave up Huberto, who's an amazing wing player um obviously contributed a lot both offensively and defensively to this team but he also had some health concerns right he missed a lot of games uh in the previous season he didn't show up in the playoffs only had one goal in the entire playoffs and didn't show up against tampa when we needed him and he's also 29 turning 30 or 30 turning 31 not to say that he's at the end of his prime but you can definitely see where the the Where he reached it, right? Like, he's not at the peak of his prime anymore. So, you look at a guy like Matthew Kachuk, 24 years old, right? Turning 25 by the time the season starts. Has been playing great hockey for Calgary since he got drafted. Number six overall pick, by the way, in um, 2017, I believe. Yeah, he he was the sixth pick in the 2017 draft by Calgary. Got in there, made an immediate impact, right? Was able to contribute to a game, to a team, and help them win and fight for the division titles. Then this past season, he blows up. He finally puts it all together and has an amazing season. Puts up uh, 42 goals, 62 assists. Now, I I love Hubie, dog. Like, we both love Hubie, dog. Yeah, it's but, my dog. But he wasn't up ever capable, I, in my opinion, of putting up 40 goals a season. You know, that's not his game. And if you looked at what the Panthers were lacking in the playoffs, scoring, we couldn't make enough chance uh, goals, especially when we got chances.
1: I mean, the power play. We couldn't score on a frigging power play to save our life. How do you not score when you have an extra man on the ice? Like we got shut down against Tampa.
0: Yep. And you mentioned the power play. And again, look how crazy this is that Bill Zito is able to find the players that, not only analytically makes sense and fit a piece, uh, it's a huge gaping hole, but it's also like long-term, right? This dude had 17 goals on, uh, I'm sorry, he had 17 assists on power plays and 12 goals on power play this year. So he's putting them in, and he's also putting his players in a position to score. Yep. And if you look at the front line that we have, we have Reinhardt, Giroud, um who, who else am I missing up there? We don't got Giroud anymore. Claude Giroud? Oh, yeah. we traded him, right? Yeah, we, we know, have I Reinhardt. I
1: think we only had him for the end of the year.
0: We have Reinhardt, and we have somebody else that I'm missing. Um, but if if you look at the front line that we have, these guys are, are good goal-scoring threats. And what we need is a playmaker who can also score, right, and assist. We had the lead leader in assist this year, and... It, it wasn't that it was all for naught, but in the playoffs, we needed more of that. We needed guys to actually finish the power play. We needed guys to actually finish chances, finish the ones, mm-hmm. one-on-ones with the goalies. Yep. you know. And this guy, Matthew Kachuk, bro, I feel like he brings all of that. He's a beast on defense. They say he's very physical. He's very tough. Um, he kind of brings that in-your-face type attitude, and that's kind of like... Again, if we're looking at everything the Panthers need or are missing, right, from their playoff performance against Tampa Bay, who's a team that they're going to face again, right, in order to reach their goal of being Stanley Cup champions, you're going to need that toughness. You're going to need somebody who can be in somebody's face and won't back down. Um, Not to say that Hubie was backing down, but, like, it's a different level. You know, when you're known for across the NHL, like, damn, this dude's a badass. He's tough. I don't really want to mess with this guy. I know he's going to bring it every night.
1: Uh, I mean, it's a blockbuster trade. You know, that's the headline everywhere. Right, Florida Panthers. You know, blockbuster trade. All this stuff. Through this kid is a young prospect, and I'm learning more and more things about every you know day. Um, it sounds promising. Um, it sucks to see Hubie go, and you know, Weger, um, You know, they're they were both big parts of of this team this last season and the and, and the season before that. Especially for, right. for Hubie, though. You know, he's been there forever. Fan favorite, like you said. But we still got Barkov. Correct. We still got Sam Bennett. Yep. We still got Duclair. Yep. We still got Ryan Hart, like you said. We still got Verhage, which we saw the, the emergence of Carter Verhage. He this, had a huge This meet. season, right? And that was when Hubie went out. Correct. And then we also have, on defense, we still got a guy named Aaron Eckblad.
0: Who's <laughs> a beast.
1: So we still have... And don't forget, we got Big Bob and Spencer Knight Correct. You know, holding on the goalie. Um, Big Bob being our highest paid player. But it, it just... It's like all right, we 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 lost a fan favorite in a couple picks, but damn, it seems like if this hits, this is this is it's might be the missing, this might be the missing piece, this kid.
0: Yo, it's a grand slam if it hits, man. A 24-year-old who you signed for 8 years cuz now we have control over this guy until he's 31, where he'll still be pretty much at his prime when the contract is ending. Not only that, very interesting again, Bill Zito, freaking genius. Um This guy completes the first sign-and-trade in his in NHL history. The first sign-and-trade in NHL history. That's some Pat Riley shit there. That's some Pat Riley shit right there, man. Because he's saying, okay, there's this young talent. This guy's not going to re-sign with Calgary. He literally told Calgary, hey, I'm not re-signing. Here are the list of teams that I'm willing to go to. Obviously, Florida was one of them. Panthers called up and said, hey, guess what, bro? We're shopping our first-round pick. What's up, my dude? You got that Kachuk. <laughs> they were like, hell yeah, we do. Is and
1: that, then are you boom. pronouncing his last name correct?
0: I promise you, Kachuk. Okay, just making sure. Keith Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk. Okay. I'm telling okay. you, baby, NHL ninety six on Sega. I just don't know if the K was signed. Too young for that. Um my overall point being with this guy is like you said, he could be the ver- the missing piece. Um six goal game winning goals this year. Uh signed through twenty twenty nine, 29-30 season. 24 years old in his prime, coming off one of his best seasons or his best season yet with 40 goals over 40 goals and 60 assists. That's that seems like uh, an exact fit for what this team needs. And I feel like it makes the Panthers even more dangerous, even more versatile. You know, two big things to remember. Um, Hubado was gonna be a free agent, and so was Uyghur. They were both gonna be free agents next year. What would you have paid those guys? Less probably way less than what you're paying Matt uh, Matthew Kachuk, right? And maybe you don't get that same return, and you have a guy who's quote unquote could be on the decline of a 30 year old, right? As opposed to investing in the future, a kid who's already showing you, I have this promise, I can get this added, I can get this production if I'm on the right team. He's gonna kill it down here.
1: Yeah, he's gonna, he should be a plug and play piece that comes in with with the cast that's already there and you know as long as he can figure out his role yeah no he's then that's gonna be huge
0: and he knows the importance you know i listened to his press conference today when the panthers introduced him and he knows his role here like he knows that he's coming to be physical he's here to be be a big piece of the franchise and to help them win he already stated that he hates tampa bay so i love him already right um and he fits right into what we have going on here right a young team that's itching to get better, right on the cusp of getting more and more success. We went from not making the playoffs to making the playoffs to getting into the second round of the playoffs. This guy's going to help us jump that bridge and hopefully keep going forward, man.
1: Hell yeah, dude. And I like this guy even more already. You know what his Instagram handle is? What is it? It's Kachucky Cheese. <laughs> it's a playoff of his last name. So I guess you are right in this hey, pronunciation. Deep, but the way you spell his name is T K A C H U. K. Y. Or K, yeah. And then he has the Y at the end. Kachucky Cheese. Right. It's That's hilarious. You yes. want to hear him? I got a clip on his Instagram. Yeah. Let's hear it. Hey, Cats fans. Look what I found. <laughs> can't wait to be here. Um, can't wait for the season to start. I'm absolutely ecstatic to be in South Florida. And uh, I'm ready to do something special with this team. Can't wait to see you guys all soon. Hell yeah. He's Dogs rocking. He's showing his jersey, hanging in the locker room already. He's going to be rocking number 19. Yep. Um He's that, bringing that, that's that awesome. heat. And, that's and, awesome.
0: And to, to wrap up on the Panthers, kind of like where we started off on the Panthers, Bill Zito making the right moves, making the big moves, and not being afraid, not being afraid to... "Quote unquote," mortgage the future for instant results. Right? He's seen that every time that he's made a move for this franchise, whether it's getting Huberto, getting whoever you want to call, right, Uh, signing Big Bob, um, bringing up Spencer Knight, like all these moves, right? And even when we gave, uh, what's this dude's name, the huge contract. His name is escaping me right now. What do you
1: mean for us? Yes, our biggest contract's Big Bob.
0: Yeah, no, not uh, he just signed it last season.
1: Claude Giroux. No, to begin the season. Um, it?
0: No, no, it's gonna come to me. But he's what I'm saying is this: Bill Zito is making the moves to make this team better year in, year out. He we bark don't off. bark Barkov. Off. Off. Sorry, Jesus, come on. Um, he gave him that big contract, solidifying the franchise, putting all these pieces around here, making moves throughout the season, trading throughout the season, every single staying active, sh- staying active, just. Making the team better every single chance he gets. Every single chance he gets. He he we don't even have a two a uh, uh, a draft pick until twenty twenty six, a first round draft pick until twenty twenty six. This year already gone. Next year, already gone. The following year, already gone, and the following year already gone. Like, you know, it's 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 a win now statement no, it, it, from, it has from Bill been
1: for the last two seasons it's, it's been a win now and they haven't been wins so we got to roll with the punches yep you know uh re-adapt readapt, adapt right we gotta right. go figure out what we need and and i'm gaining more and more confidence in Bill Zito. at least the product out on the ice is definitely worth viewing they're an exciting team in the regular season yep. they you know we got our first uh playoff win you know in 26 years this past season so He's trending in the right direction. And, you know, Hubie, um, sad to see you go, man. You, you were a fan favorite. Still you were, are. You still are. You're good to yours. Have a place here in South Florida. Uh, best of luck to you and, and Uyghur too, man.
0: And look, you know what? The door's always open, right? He's going to play the season and then he'll become an unrestricted free agent, free to sign anywhere he wants. He knows that we'll have a key under the mat in case he wants to get crazy and come back home. Um, uh, but it was a move that had to be made. You know, it was a move that had to be made for the betterment of the squad. You know what I mean? For the betterment of the squad. Um, Before we wrap up, bro, let's kind of. What do you
1: mean before? We got plenty to talk about What else? What
0: else you got, bro? You don't got nothing else to talk about? I'm wrapped up. I I wanted to give a heat update, but
1: guess what? Nothing's happening. Okay. Well, let's go basketball real quick. Heat update. Nothing's happening. Everybody's (laughs) at a stand. There's a stalemate standstill with KD. Um, Now hearing that the Celtics got involved in these trade rumors, where they were offering Jalen Brown, Derek White, and I think a draft pick. Correct. And then the Nets still turned around and said, you're out of your mind. We still want, like, Marcus Smart too, I think, and and another draft pick. Or, like, it was the asking price is just outlandish at this point. And I really don't see KD getting moved at this point.
0: No, he's not moving. And and I came to find out that that trade offer or proposal, right, from Boston or whatever – uh, wasn't really made recently, you know? It was really at the beginning when KD, you know, dropped the news and said, hey, I want to be out there and I want to get traded, you know? Boston was one of the first teams to call New York and say, uh, Brooklyn and say, hey, what do you guys want for him? And then that's when they made the list of demands and they were like, nah, we're willing to give up, you know, Jalen Brown and a first-round pick pretty much straight up for KD. And, of course, Brooklyn said, no, we want the house. And that's where those talks ended. Now, it leaked out recently, like within the last day or two, last 24 to 48 hours, that Boston had made that initial contact in order to get get KD. But I feel like a lot of teams that felt that they were close called Brooklyn, you know, and and they probably just hung up on Brooklyn, right? Because they will call and say, hey, what's the price? I need 17 players. Give me 14 houses and, you know, two businesses. Nobody's going for that. And then people hanging up on the nets, people hanging up on the nets, people hanging up on the nets. Everything that I, that I'm hearing is that the heat are still in it. by the simple fact that we haven't made any other moves. There haven't been any other signings. We haven't signed the power forward. Caleb Martin is our starting power forward right now. Um, and that's where we stand. You know, I don't feel like until the KD shit gets resolved. That's when we'll know where the heat are going to move forward. But in my opinion, and, and we can talk about this, you know, next week as well. Like, I really feel that it the longer it takes, the more likely he's going to stay there, at least to start the season. And then they find a way to work a package, right, where a young player becomes available, a trade pick um, that was protected or frozen becomes available or something like that. But until then, you know, I feel like heat news is going to be slow.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, besides that, we did see Bam in a bio yeah playing the in, the, in the Drew League in the summer League what do right? you think about that bro um I mean it's you take it for what it is right you're, he's not playing an NBA game it's an exhibition game right and he's probably the best player on the court at any given time um but it, you know it was it's good to see him active right it's good to still see him balling it's good to see him um, back in the gym um, and he's been working on a three-point shot so we got to see that in that game I don't know if that's something that you would want to see out of bam next year is a three-point shot
0: I feel like he needs to develop some type of shot. I mean, Sergio mentioned it, right, where he needs that 16 to 18-foot jumper, either from the elbow or straight at the top of the like key. Like Bosch,
1: like what we had with Bosch. That Bosch was just that automatic. That UD jumper,
0: that Christ Bosch jumper, that that big man jumper. You need it. Even Zo had a, had a mini jumper towards the yeah, end of his like career.
1: Yeah, like 8, 10-foot you know, jumper. But it's something that you need to
0: consistently take and Yeah, you got to have that hit as a big man. As a big man, right? Because that's the problem with Bam. People love to back off of him. And when you do that and you don't shoot, you're really hurting yourself and the team. He said, credit to Bam. He said, hey, I'm going to come out here and try be more aggressive, blah, 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 blah. That's all good and dandy. But I need to see that effort turn into 20 points plus, right? He was right on that cusp, 19.6 this year. He missed a bunch of games, so he probably would have been over 20 points. But it needs to be like a hard course, like every night, 23, 23, 22, 21. Yeah. Even whether we lo- win or lose, he needs that offensive aggressiveness because we know what he can do defensively. Like we're, we're past that. We need to see the change in offense. That's what we need to see from Bam. So it was fun to see him play in the Drew League, but sometimes it's, I feel like it can kind of mess with a player's head. Hopefully it messes with his head in the way that he Feels more comfortable or free to express his offensive game, and he just does silly stuff like that where he's dribbling on dudes, taking it straight to the hoop, long layups.
1: It seems like he's not thinking so much about what he's trying right. to do, he's just going, he's just doing it right. You yeah, know? Dog. that's the kind of that's the thing that I did notice in, in those clips that we saw. Like he just looks he just looks like he's just having fun. He's like when when it was those playoff games, those tense situations, you, you can just see him and, and it's feel the radiation coming from him of like the nervousness and like you know, panic or whatever instead of just playing ball and just staying fluid, you know what I mean? So And look, you know, for for
0: everything that we say negatively about Bam, when we look about back at the moments that mattered and we look back at game seven, the only person who balled out that game besides Jimmy Buckets was Bam. He was the only guy who showed up both offensively and defensively for the Heat. And that's the last memory that we have of him, right? Like Jimmy exhausting himself, bam, doing everything that he could, and nobody else showing up. So for all the shit that we give him, we also got to recognize that this kid is a generational talent. How far up can he get? I don't know. I need him to turn into a superstar. I would love for him to turn into a superstar.
1: Yeah, man. You yeah, know? We need him too. We need him too. He's on. Uh, he's but, on. But, but look,
0: but like my, like my boy Dolphin said, right? D-boy, shout out to D-boy. He said like, what more do you want from this guy? And if, if he's a piece that you keep in order to build on, and he's your third best player, if Bam is your third best player, your next two players are fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like, they're freaking amazing. And I feel like that's the point that we got to get to. Interesting is going to be what happens with Hero and whether or not we give him the extension to begin the season, during the season. Do we trade him? Do we not trade him? Like, I don't know. A lot. A lot to, to figure out with the Heat. Got it. But you know what? Since we're talking about Drew League, real quick, um, just to keep it on basketball, did you see that tweet from that dude who was covering LeBron James when he went
1: to the Drew League? Uh, I think I saw it well, He was
0: like Yo it's kind of hard To get off your
1: Your, your uh, regular
0: day job At Best Buy And then go guard that, LeBron that, it James was that
1: same dude That was guarding him That t- yeah, tweeted that out. I saw the tweet But I, I thought it was just Like somebody just trolling Like imagine Shit. having to clock out And having to go guard LeBron yeah. I thought that was hilarious That's hilarious though. Yeah LeBron Like LeBron balled out And whatever Like that was a whole Drew thing Like you know he, he came back to Drew League Or whatever That was a whole thing Arguing calls And it, it's been a while And he's back now and, and then I saw I think it was Skip Bayless Going in on him Yeah he was kid. like. Like they didn't even win the game.
0: Barely won the game. They barely won the game. They <laughs> won like the he game. missed the
1: game tying three pointer, and they barely won the game or something like was that. Who's he
0: playing with, too, man? DeMar DeRozan. The uh, Rosen. Yeah, Le- a team with LeBron and the wins a game by two points in the Drew League. Like, I wonder who the other people were. I don't know. They must have been playing defense like e motherfucker, dog, because know. that's hard yeah. to do, right? If you're LeBron James, you figured Bro, I'll put up
1: sixty against these guys in the first quarter. You know what I mean? Like, but instead they were fighting for their struggling. Rising. And struggling. speaking of fighting, uh, this is the other thing that happened this weekend, bro. Yep. UFC London. There was a UFC in London this weekend at Freak accident. I, did, you, did you get to watch it? I did, bro. And what was and, a freak uh, accident?
0: Uh, well, the main event was Blades versus yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Aspinall. Oh, okay. That's what you were talking about. I thought right. you, you were saying that you couldn't because of a freak accident. No. You couldn't watch them. No,
0: no, no. I, <laughs> I watched it. But in the fight, um, which was a heavyweight uh, el- contender eliminator. Oh, right? well,
1: we can we can hold on. Before we get to the main event of that, I mean, what, about? what I was going to build up was this is a hell of a card. Beginning to end, another great card, and this was a daytime, like three o'clock card.
0: I don't know if it was a great card. It had two guy, two people, two people who are making a name for themselves.
1: I, I as far as the fights themselves went, uh-huh. I thought the, all the fights were good fights. Okay, and in, and then, contrary to like the. The Adesanya card recently where I was like, yeah, this whole card beginning, like top to bottom. It's a Saturday night pay-per-view. You're paying. This was a free ES. If you have ESPN plus, this was free during the day. It was over in London. Right. And then, yeah, you you had Molly McCann. That Molly McCann, she she whooped up Hannah. She's a beast. First round. Uh, and then the next fight was uh, Gustafson lost that fight. I I didn't really care. That one was a little bit weird. It was a good fight, but like he just couldn't finish him, dog. Right? Like, he just he just stayed up. He was just just taking taking shots. And then the next fight was Patty the Batty, yeah, which was another first or no that was a second round uh submission finish. yeah but that was,
0: he's smooth let me tell you with that his, was a good fight too for yeah but you said a great card i no. thought
1: it was for being a free card during yeah, the day bro I thought look, that was a
0: great card hold on but this is what i would say about that right like it's a really good card because it's entertaining doesn't make it great it's entertaining and that's what that's like what you can expect all the time from USC, right? Because look on that card, there was one, two, three, six fights on the main card. Mm-hmm. You usually don't get that on a main card. You're going to get five really good fights. If mm-hmm. they turn out to be really sure. good fights, right? And then you had a bunch of prelims as well. So in these ESPN plus uh, events, you're going to get your bang for your buck. No doubt because you're, even if you tune into the prelims, you're going to see somebody get knocked out. Probably you're going to see an amazing uh, jujitsu match. You're going to see somebody get choked out. You know what I mean? So it makes it even better because you pay less for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yes, like I said, these two names are going to be big names in the UFC. Like the way that they're trending right now and all the popularity that they have behind them is wild, right? Like the UK is going crazy about these people. And then again, here in America, they're getting a big, big following, which is kind of strange because that usually doesn't translate, but it's MMA. So there's so many fight fans on both sides of the world or continents. You know what I mean? Um, but back to the card, yeah, Patty was very impressive. McCann was very oppressive. And the heavyweight fight, like I said, that's the one that ended kind of weirdly because um that freak accident and the dude went, he wasn't even throwing a kick or a check. He literally was defending, took a step back, and his right knee just... Oh, gave out on him. Yeah, you could tell that he snapped the. I think it was his ACL because he went straight down and it was.
1: It. it was already hurt. It had. Yeah. It was already
0: hurt before that. He he must have been really injured, man. And um, it kind of sucks for Blaze because, like I said, both of those guys had a lot of respect for each other, and they both knew what the win meant. Right. That means that you're going to be top five contender now. Um, you know, Blaze gets the win by TKO. Obviously, not the, not way. the way he wanted it. Right, and it uh, kind of tough to see what's next for him, right? And then the recovery road for Aspinall might be a little bit longer than what he's used to because that that injury was, was significant. Yeah, man. And he and
1: he's a heavyweight.
0: And he's a big boy, man. Big yeah. boy. But um Yeah, that that fight night was pretty good, bro. For what it is, being free and on the weekend in the UK, where you know you're going to get a lot of those European-style fighters who are, like, always down to bang or really good at the ground game. So if you were an MMA junkie, you definitely enjoyed this fight. Oh, hell yeah. This Uh, fight card.
1: And I don't know if I'm a junkie, but I definitely enjoyed that one. You're getting there. You're starting to get
0: there. (laughs) You're starting to get there. It
1: depends. It depends on the storyline. This one had some good storylines, mainly around Molly and and Patty the Batty because of the fact they're from there, from Liverpool. Right. This fight was being being hosted there at UFC London. There was a lot of trash talk going on. Patty yeah. told his opponent he was going to teabag him like Call of Duty Modern and Warfare. And bro, that was a good fight, dog. Like it that was. fight started off. And and this kid, uh Jordan Levitt from the USA from Las Vegas, he was actually dude, he was actually doing really first good in the first round. Really good. I would I would have even scored the first round like 10-9 Jordan almost. You know what I mean? But he gave his back. And to then Patty. the second the no, well, the second half or the last few moments of that first round, Patty turned it up. Right. He found something. And then he just kind of took that into the second round and just kind of went at him, and then, boom, choked his ass once, out.
0: Once they went to the ground, Patty knew that he where he wanted to go to was his back, Yeah, right, to get that choke. Because you could tell, he as soon as he went down, he went straight into positioning, and Pickett wasn't ready. He yep. wasn't ready. He caught him slipping. He was like, ah, oh, done. Rear naked choke, really nice finish for Patty. And, and, and look, and even this weekend, we got a really big card, UFC uh, 277, Peña versus Nunes. those, yep. or those. If you're Portuguese uh, or Brazilian and you speak Portuguese, um, you got Brandon Moreno fighting on that card. Derek Lewis, right, who's who needs a big win? Um, Anthony Smith, who also had an impressive win recently. The undercard is, doesn't really offer too much, but it's always worth watching. You know, it's always worth watching. But the main event, uh, Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. I don't know. I kind of usually like to stick to my Brazilians, but the way that Pena went, I. Uh, Nunez, uh, Amanda Nunez, and really brought the fight to her. It's something that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, I know that Nunez is playing more mind games this time with Juliana and not really giving her her respects. And then you know that belt's gonna be with me and all this stuff. Tough. Who do you got?
1: I have no idea, man. It could be Nunez is is that type of fighter where like you can definitely see the bounce back. You're like this, right? Like she's been. Training since the moment she lost that last fight, probably trying to figure, you know, watching a lot of film and she could, she could do it. Um, I think, I think. I don't know. I, I want to say Nunez. I think Nunez takes his one and they got to go. They got to run it back again a third time. Right. That would be cool, man. If Nunez does win,
0: I think they have to do an automatic rematch, like you said, and finish out like towards the end of the year, maybe like December, uh, Christmas, New Year's, something like that.
1: Nah, maybe for the end, next year, if that's the case, Yeah, because I don't think depending on how it goes,
0: right? How bad it is. Yeah. How bad it is. Maybe they don't need that much time. And, and again, this fight, uh, the first time ended relatively quick. You know, first round, it was a wrap um let's see and Amanda's known to knock women out so it could end in a <laughs> first round knockout too oh yeah let's see 277 is gonna be a good one guys tune in and then we'll probably talk bring our boy jesse in uh shout out to jesse yeah we know he'll be watching
1: yeah well we'll have him with us soon in plant city
0: yeah, absolutely. Pro Box TV. Make sure you guys go follow, uh, that channel. Subscribe to it. ProBoxTV.com. Shout out to Vic for giving us the green light. Uh, we're going to be out there August 5th to watch these amazing fights. We got that tournament, the last contender, uh, last chance for the contenders. And it's, um, it's going to be a dope event, bro. It's going to be a dope I event. I can't wait, man. We have some Looking of the, s- some interviews lined up with some of the boxers that are going to be participating in that event. We also have the Fra- uh, Francesco Ricci. Uh, hey, you got it right. Look at that. Um, shout out to my boy, Frank. We're going to be dropping that interview soon from with the Bare Knuckle Middleweight Champion. Um, we got the 365 Championship coming down. Bro, we got a lot. We got a lot going on, bro. We're going to have to get to work. That's let's what we have to do. Get, let's do it. Let's get to work. And, and you know what we got to do. We got to tell the people to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell one more friend. To tell one more friend about this amazing podcast because this is what we gave you homegrown sports and we bring you that national flavor nobody else is doing that make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms we're bringing you this great content and make sure to follow us all those guys that we mentioned until next time peace